You're listening to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf. And welcome to Win Win Entrepreneurial Community. Welcome back to another edition available on YouTube and traditional podcast formats wherever you listen to those. And I'm Ben Wolf, the host. Uh, our guest today is going to be sharing how to get your organization to save tens of thousands of dollars in employee health insurance costs, including with less out of pocket for the employees themselves with a high deductible plan. So it's a kind of a very specialized technique or tool that we're going to be sharing today that could potentially save you a lot of money. So that's what we're going to talk about. And I would remind everybody to subscribe, leave a review wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, follow, like, whatever it is, uh, and uh, definitely make that content that we are sharing here and the information and knowledge that our guests are sharing more accessible to yourself and others in the future as time goes on. And with that, I want to get on to introducing our guest today, who is the CEO of HKM uh, Associates, uh, which is an employee health and retirement benefits firm. Uh, he is also the founder, interestingly, of a United States-wide, uh, maybe, maybe I don't know if it's international, Canada, they'll have to tell us, uh, Roundtable Networking Group is the name of it, and I've, I've attended meetings of theirs, they're very interesting, met some very interesting people, had follow-up meetings afterwards with some of them, it was, a good, it was good stuff, so we'll learn about that um, in case that that would be something that people want to potentially take advantage of. Uh, you can find out more about him and what he does at hkmassociates.com. That's hkmassociates.com. And with that, I give you Jeff Weiner. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, Ben. No problem. Well, happy to have you on. And uh, just so people know that uh, Jeff and I are both members of a, uh, of a of a very nice networking group called Business Impact Group, BIG, led by Jim Fermi. So we know each other through that, and he's a great guy. He's, you know, made some great introductions for me to connect me with great people, uh, and he's just somebody who shares information and knowledge freely and is a great person to, to go to if you need help with, obviously, uh, employee benefits for your company. And, you know, hopefully we can get him to talk about that at some point, but, but first for the, for the teaching element, as a preface to that, as I ask the other guests always here, is if you could... Give us a quick two-minute background, like a two-minute history on like, you know, where you came from, how you got to be where you are today, talking about the kind of stuff that you're talking about that we might not find on your LinkedIn, you know, resume. Sure. I mean, my bit, I, I've been uh, running my business now for 39 years. March was the beginning of my 39th year in business. Wow. Um, and, you know, I've always had the kind of the passion to help people, help companies, uh, help connect people. Um, and that's kind of where uh, the roundtable networking group concept uh, kind of started. Mm -hmm. um, but I've always done stuff to um, help businesses grow and also try to educate them and save them money. Our, our kind of educate, you know, big point is that we spend a lot of our time on education and showing people what they don't know they don't know. Um, in fact, my tagline is we do MRIs and CAT scans, but on insurance policies. Because okay. we show people what they don't know they don't know, because health insurance is obviously a very complicated, ever-changing industry, and we really uh, try to kind of simplify it for, for our clients. How'd you get into this? Um, I mean, I know it was 39 years. 
kind of, <laughs> which kind of, is cool. Yeah, kind, kind of dumb luck, actually. Uh, up until first semester senior year of college, I was going to be an attorney. Decided I didn't want to go to law school. Well, as an um, attorney, I can tell you, who's not it, practicing, I can, currently, I can tell you, it's a good, good move. Okay. And um, I was at uh, SUNY Albany, which is where I graduated from. Um, and Adelphi uh, happened to be up there, uh, you know, and they said, if you'd like to see what it would be like to be an attorney without going to law school, check out our program. And it was a paralegal program. Um, and so I went to the program instead of going to law school. And coincidentally, the topic that I chose the, to specialize in was employee benefits and pensions. Mm -hmm. um, so I became a certified paralegal in employee benefits and pensions, um, looked around for paralegal jobs, didn't really click with that, and then basically sat down with the Times and it was, you know, financial services, sales help wanted, no experience necessary, will pay to train. I was 21 living at home, uh, putting gas into my 73 Mustang. And, you know, and I said, all right, let me go check it out. And interviewed with, with a company called Phoenix Mutual. Mm -hmm. And they said, you know, and I walked in and I was like, do I want to sell life and health insurance? And, you know, but, you know, we started talking about not being an entrepreneur and I was always very entrepreneurial. Um, and they said, you can be your own business, call yourself whatever you want to call yourself. And, you know, we'll help you kind of build the business. And, you know, and I said, okay, I'll try this until something better comes along. And 39 years later, doing the same thing. <laughs> there you are. Wow. Okay. Very cool. I mean, it, it's interesting. And so, you know, I want to let people start, uh, you know, start, start gathering some of, some of this knowledge built up over, over all those years. I mean, so, so first of all, I mean, I guess what, what I want to talk about, because I think it's going to be more novel for people, is this high deductible plan. So, but before we get into that uh, and teaching about that, I want to, you know, hopefully just give a, a little background. Why is group employee health insurance so expensive? Like, what, what is it? How does it work that makes it so expensive? And maybe that could be a, a preface to people understand why this can save money. But, but just a, a little background, though. Like, how, how does it work? Why is it so expensive? Sure. So, so when, you know, when health insurance started, you know, when I started in the business, I mean, health insurance was $30 a single and $250 a family. Mm. Um, and then, you know. Now it's <laughs> 10 times that. <laughs> exactly. And I think with, you know, with the advent of, of medicine, with people relying on their benefits to cover everything, um, people started getting into managed care. And, you know, I, I, want, I only want to pay a small amount of copays and I really don't, you know, don't understand all of the, you know, ins and outs of, of, of the field. And so each year people were using their benefits way more or, you know, way more than they thought they were going to use them and they didn't want to pay a lot of money for them. So people started, you know, insurance carriers like Chubb and like Guardian came out with plans that were very low co-pays and very low cost when you got sick. And people kind of said, wow, this is great. I can have benefits. It's not that expensive back then and get fully covered. It's not going to cost me a lot of money for myself or for my family if, God forbid, we got sick. You know, and I think that was kind of the, 
advent of 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 you know basic you know copay type of plans and that's worked you know for i would say probably 35 34 35 years um high deductible plans came out about seven years ago a little bit longer than that mm -hmm. when they first came out and it kind of got a reputation of oh that's good for young people because you know, if you have a lot of claims, there's a risk involved. Mm -hmm. And when they first came out, that was the situation. You could save five or $6,000 for a family, but you could have a $10,000 exposure on your claims. So everybody's like, well, you know, yeah, I'll save money, but if I get sick, I'm going to end up paying more. And so it developed that kind of reputation with high deductible plans okay. in the beginning of them. Um, What's happened over the last few years is the difference in the premiums, because the premiums have continued to climb and climb and climb, but the difference in the premium between a traditional copay type of plan and a high deductible plan have gotten bigger and bigger and bigger each and every year to the point where it's at now, there is really no risk in buying a high deductible plan anymore. Hmm. Um, because of what's what's happened with the, with the with the rate increases over the last several years, because the average rate increase on a traditional plan has been about ten or twelve percent, the average rate increase on a high deductible plan has been about five or six percent. So, so typically, what are those what are those costing per per single per per family for for each like what's the what's the relative difference in costs? So all, so all the plans now uh, since 2010, when, 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 when the new ACA came out, all plans are what's called platinum, gold, silver, and bronze. So they're all different levels. And, and the difference between, let's say, a platinum plan and a bronze plan is simply how much risk you're willing to take on, what kind of co-pays or deductibles you're going to pay, and what's your out-of-pocket cost going to be. Because all plans have what's called a maximum out of pocket, which is the most you could pay no matter what happens. With a platinum plan, it's a much lower risk. So therefore you're paying a much higher premium. So right. most companies have or were have purchased something called like a gold level plan. Some companies have platinum plans, but most of the companies purchase a gold level plan. The average cost on a gold level plan with let's say a carrier like Oxford is around twenty is around twenty six hundred dollars a month for family coverage. Wow, and that's right. And I guess in, in different employers might choose, you know, to cover different portions of that. But that's just the, that's the total premium for each family. Correct. Correct. Okay. And, and 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 you know, premiums. You know, how much a company covers. It depends on the size of the company, the industry, and things like that. Um, most of the groups that we work with are between two and one hundred employees. So that's considered what's called small group. Uh -huh. um, so the, so, the, so the, the company's, you know, contributions vary from, from, like I said, from industry and from things like that. Well, by shifting to a, a bronze level plan, the premium drops to $1,600. So a company- And that's even, that's even on a low deductible plan? No, on a, on a, on a high deductible plan, on a okay. bronze level high deductible plan. Okay. Um, and, and so the company saves about $1,000 per month per family and about $600 per month per family on single people. 
because proportionally the numbers are work the same way. Right. Uh, so companies save tremendous amounts of money, but again, because it's a higher deductible and a typical bronze plan has around an $8,000 or $10,000 deductible. Um, but the way we recommend our clients do this and why it works both for employers and employees okay. is we have the employees have a little skin of the game. So the, 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 our clients, whether it's two people, 10 people, 20 people, the way we recommend it, the employees pay the first $500 of claims. So they, and they set it up on what's called a flexible spending account, which allows them to put in $500 on a pre-tax basis. Mm-hmm. And if they never go to the doctor, they are allowed to, with the new law, roll over that $500. So there's no mm-hmm. risk involved for an employee to put in that first $500. Okay. The company, then we set up what's called an HRA, which is a health reimbursement arrangement. Many people have heard of HSAs, but an HRA is the same kind of idea, but the company holds on to the money and only funds the claims when and if there are claims. Does the same claims administrator, are they using the same claims administrator to handle that money as they actually make the regular claims themselves? Yeah. So, so it automatically comes out. And, and of this, so then there's a, let's say it's a $10,000 deductible. So then the difference between the 500 that the employee's putting in and the, and the, and the 10,000, is that, is that all being put in by the employer? How does that usually work? Typically, the, the number we're, we're recommending is $7,000 because a company is saving $12,000 and funding seven, which means worst case scenario, the company will save $5,000 a family and $2,500 a single. So there's a huge Nothing to sneeze at. And that's assuming every single employee gets sick all at the same time because right. it's a- And purpose. use up their entire seven or whatever. Yeah. And, and one, one or two people who have, God forbid, cancer, major illnesses, aren't going to kill the company because the company is still only funding that $7,000. And then the employee covers the rest of the deductible. But oh, or the rest and of what the, happens to that money that's not, that's not used up by claims? The company only funds it when and if it happens. So there is no... Oh, it's not pre-funded. Money. It's not pre-funded the company is funding it as it happens Uh uh-huh right okay i mean that's that's really cool i mean obviously people can you know reach reach you at hkmassociates.com or they could you know whoever they normally go to for their employee benefits to find out about these things i guess one thing that we've talked about before separately from this uh podcast is what what effect has like covid and lockdown and varying all these varying ever-changing stages of reopening how has that how has that played in or affected all of this what effect has it had on everything it, employee it, health benefits yeah it's 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 actually what what happened was the insurance companies are covering all the coronavirus claims so anything related to coronavirus the insurance companies are covering a hundred percent of those claims at this point i don't know if they're mm-hmm. getting government backing or how they're doing it but they are covering it so when you look at a high deductible plan, 
you want to always look at what's called the maximum out of pocket, which is the mm -hmm. most you could ever pay. So if they have a, if you have a gold plan, your maximum out of pocket as a family is $10,400. That's the most you could ever pay no matter what. Mm -hmm. But with a bronze plan, the maximum out of pocket is $13,500. However, as crazy as it sounds, the sicker you get, the more you save as an employee. Because if the company is giving you $7,000, well, that means your maximum out of pocket is $6,500, which means it will cost you $4,000 less as an employee if you use up all your claims. So as an employee, I have surgery, I have major claims. Uh, under the, the gold plan, you're going to pay that $10,500 because the company doesn't cover any of your co-pays and deductibles and co-insurance. Under the high deductible plan, they do. So it will cost you as an employee. So the company will save $5,000. The right. employee will save $4,000. So it's kind of a win-win all the way around. Right. And even if they have small amounts of claim i had somebody who had surgery okay they were gonna stay with the gold plan because they were having surgery and in, 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 uh, this was about a month ago and i said no it's going to be much better for you for the to go to the bronze plan because the company gave them the choice right well how so i said well if you have surgery you have a gold plan you have a thousand dollar hospital copay you have to pay that you have a sixty dollar copay for physical therapy having surgery you go for a couple of physical therapy visits sixty dollars a visit another four or five it adds, it adds up so you're going to spend about thirteen or fourteen hundred dollars to have your surgery under our scenario you're going to pay five hundred dollars pre-tax and then you're done because what the seven thousand dollars the company is willing to give you is more than enough to cover any hospital and surgery visits hmm. because what counts with a high deductible plan is what's called the contracted rate. And that's the key. It's not what the hospital or doctor charges, it's what the insurance company allows. So a $25,000 surgery, the contracted rate is gonna be about $3,000. So you're responsible for paying 3,000. Well, as an employee, you're gonna only pay 500 of that 3,000 versus with a gold plan, you'd pay that 13, 14, 15, $1,600. So whether you have a small amount of claims or you max out as an employee, it's going to cost you less money. And we know as from an employer point of view, their worst case scenario saves them anywhere between $5,000 and $12,000 a family. That's because right. their worst case saves them five, their best case saves them, saves them 12. And because of the coronavirus situation, very few claims are being paid because people aren't having surgeries and hospitalizations and doctor visits and also with the advent of telemedicine that's not really set up to to be a code yet so there's really no cost to that from an employer point of view we recently moved the law firm where we a 20-person law firm where we saved him seventy five hundred dollars a month in premium now that's his wow. best that's his best case scenario his worst case scenario we're still saving him over forty thousand dollars but we spoke to him the first month. For the month, the company only paid $1,000 worth of claims for all 20 people because people aren't going to doctors and hospitals. Right, they're not going out. Yeah, so our feeling is over the next year, the likelihood of companies hitting their 
best case scenario is much more likely than them hitting their worst case scenario, which still saves them a lot of money. But, you know, based on this guy, he saved $6,500 a month of the 75 under his best case scenario. And that's right. what we're seeing happen as we talk to people and we get these things set up. We're seeing very little claims because of coronavirus. Right. Well, it's, I, look, it's, it's, it's really interesting. And I, I don't, you know, I, I, it's a good tool that people should know about. And obviously with cash being tight and business being down for many, many, many people, Obviously, anything they could be doing to save save money is great, and and the fact that it's not like on the back of the of their people who they value, but it actually benefits the people even more, is really interesting. And I guess it's also I just also find it interesting that this is all happening because, uh, or it's all been enabled because of the exploding, skyrocketing cost of health insurance. I mean, that's why we got in. I guess that's why this situation get, gets into existence. Uh, it's really interesting. Yeah, because, you know, if you save $50 or $100 by moving from a traditional to a high deductible, you're not going to do it. But right. because the numbers are so high to begin with, the, the savings are, are a tremendous amount of money. And most businesses, their three biggest expenses, payroll, rent, and benefits. Um, and you're allowed to switch plans off anniversary also, which is kind of what's driven this as well, is there are ways you can stay with your carrier and switch even if it's not your anniversary. So you don't, have, you know, because people think, oh, I'm stuck till the anniversary of my policy. Right. Uh, you're, you're not. You're not. Mm -hmm. You can switch your health insurance anytime you want. Insurance companies have to hold the rates for a year but your health insurance is actually month to month. And most people don't know that. Uh -huh. Okay. So that's very, very, very interesting. And obviously people can reach out to you at hkmassociates.com or, you know, whoever's doing their employee benefits to, you know, find, you know, find out more about that, going to bronze if that, if that's what's considered a high deductible plan. So it's really interesting. But before we run out of time, I do want to get on to the second thing, which is, you know, this kind of like pivot in the conversation to the Roundtable Networking Group, which I attended one meeting of. It was very cool. Um, but how did you get into organizing networking groups? Like, how did that happen? So, so I've been networking pretty much my whole career. That's how, how I built my business, going to as many events as I could and things like that. And you know, it got to the point where I said, you know what, a lot of these groups meet way too often. It's not the right people in the room. They're very expensive to join and that kind of stuff. And so I decided about seven years ago um, that I wanted to kind of try my own thing. I always liked, you know, facilitated small group networking, more than 150 people in a room throwing around business cards. Right. Um, so I called, you know, a, a few of my clients and some business contacts that, that I know are big in the networking world and kind of ran my idea uh, of the group by them and said, you know, and it was, you know, 12 to 14 people, business owners and decision makers, exclusive by industry for the meeting, no fees, because that's not why I really wanted to do this, you know, uh, kind of giving back to my passion of helping businesses grow. Um, so it's $35 for lunch. You get to talk three, four minutes about who you are, what you do, and how it works different than every other networking group. Um, each time you come, you meet different people. It's a mm. rotating group. 
And in fact, people that run networking groups come to my group because the people that come to my group are the people they want to join their group because we have you know, partners at the accounting firms and the law firms and senior lending people at the banks and things like that. Um, and, I, and I figured, it, you know, if I could grow it to 75, 80, 90, 100 companies, after three or four years, it would get burnt out and, you know, we'd figure something else to do. And it kind of just took on a life of its own and, um, you know, has grown to now we're over 275 companies. Hmm. And um, because of Corona, we are now national and international. Um, I before, connect- the, before that, what, how did it work before Corona? It was, it was in person. Uh, hmm. to, I, because of, we had over 200 companies at the time, um, it's a lunch at, we were meeting in Garden City, Long Island, and, and Farmingdale, Long Island, uh, at uh, two high-end restaurants, Capital Grill and this uh, uh, Toa Fusion, uh, Asian Fusion restaurant in Farmingdale, because it was pretty much Nassau-Suffolk group, some Queens people and things like that. And it was, we have a private room and, and things like that. And it was in-person group and it was, it was successful. And we, I mean, the group has done over $12 million of business together that I'm aware of. I'm sure it's a lot more than that, that I even, haven't even heard of. Um, and as importantly, we've raised over a million dollars for charity because the group is very much a give versus get mentality group. And that's kind of my passion. And that's kind of how I, how I started the group and built the group. Right. And, um, right. And so, right. And you, you were about to say how it's working now and, and gotten more. Yeah. So now, now, you know, because of Corona, we turned it into a, a zoom networking group. And so a lot of people said, well, I know somebody in Boston and Philly and Washington and Florida. And now as of uh, last week, Israel, um, and so now that we've added almost 70 people to the group since hmm. the coronavirus started, because now it's, it's open because the, even the people in Manhattan who were part of the group who would come to our cocktail parties, but not come to the lunch because nobody's going to come from Manhattan to a, for right. a 12 o'clock lunch in Garden City. It's just not right. going to happen. So even the Manhattan people who would come to the evening events, the cocktail parties that we run for charities, um, are now regulars on the Zoom calls. Right. No, that's very interesting. So if, if somebody wants to join, somebody could be listening to this also anywhere in the world or anywhere in the country. Uh, how, if they want to potentially learn, join this, one of these lunch groups, uh, sure. what should they do? Yeah, you can email me at jeff at roundtablenetworking.group. It, so it's jeff at roundtablenetworking.group. That's the email address for the, specifically for the lunch group. And, you know, we'll have a conversation if we have the category open, because uh, we do limit it to, you know, a certain amount of people in each category so that everybody can get in, you know, at least once a month. And typically, you know, we try to get in everybody at least once a month. Sometimes Now we've added an extra day so we sometimes can get people in twice a month. Um, and in, there's no fees. And in fact, now what we're doing, because we're not at the restaurants anymore, uh, we're asking people to, to, for the $35 that they normally pay to lunch, we pick a different charity each lunch. And we ask that people donate the $35 to, to that local charity. Um, 
and we've raised about thirteen thousand dollars for local charities since since we started it as a Zoom group. That's so cool. And and what now? And you you mentioned the you mentioned the emphasis that you have on on charities here. Almost out of time, but I just want to ask you one last question. Aren't you also working on another charitable project that you're you're contacting people about? Maybe you you want to mention that for uh, the Five and Alive. Uh, I forgot. I forgot the organization was lymphoma or something. I forgot. Oh, the lymphoma. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I'm I'm right now working on a campaign for a a, a, a product a, a project called the it's for Leukemia Lymphoma Society. It's called Man Woman of the Year. Essentially, what it is, it's a fundraising competition uh, where they have four businessmen, four businesswomen uh, raise the most money to, in a ten week. Uh, time frame, which ends July 30th. Um, okay. So, um, so when this so when this airs, people will still have time. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So, um, and and I was involved. I I got involved three years ago because my daughter is a stage four Hodgkin's cancer survivor herself, and oh, I was wow. and I was nominated for this event, and uh, so I formed a committee from my from the lunch group, and the committee being the kind of people they are, you know, that they wanted us to raise $50,000 minimum. And the committee said, no, it's you, it's for your daughter. Um, what's the most they've ever raised in the history of the, of the, the event in 20 year history. And it was $167,000. So our goal then became $200,000. And we ended up raising actually in 10 weeks, $219,000. Oh, wow. um, and then the next year we did it again for somebody who was on the committee, we raised another $180,000. And then last year we did it again, and this year we're doing it again. So we're, in, in the last three years, we've raised close to $800,000 for leukemia and lymphoma. Um, and so, uh, so we're doing this in, in, in my daughter's honor, and, and we have an organization called Five and Alive. Um, it's not a 501c3. It's just the name we came up with when I was running uh, my my campaign. She was five years cancer free at the time. Uh -huh. um, so um, so we're asking people to uh, contribute to leukemia and lymphoma. And if anybody is interested, I can you know they can contact me at the roundtable networking. I can send them the link and they can donate. And uh, and we're trying to break my record. <laughs> Okay, that's awesome. So it's uh, Jeff at, what's the email one more time? Jeff at roundtablenetworking.group. Okay, Jeff at roundtablenetworking.group. Uh, obviously, if anybody wants to be in touch about, you know, joining one of these networking lunches, obviously it'd be a great thing to try out and do to reach out with him for that. Or you can get the uh, link to donate to uh, Having a Live Leukemia and Lymphoma, um, which is obviously a great cause. Uh, hopefully, I mean, I know... Uh, that it was definitely a great resource and great knowledge that you've shared today with, uh, with, uh, with high deductible plans and just a tremendous amount of money that employers and employees can save. And obviously everybody is looking to spend as least as possible on expenses right now. So uh, that could be a great resource. And obviously people can reach out to you at uh, hkmassociates.com questions with that. And um, just really, really appreciate you coming on today. Yeah, no problem. And and one last thing, um, yeah. one of the differentiators with us is when we run employee meetings for all our groups and every single employee of every single one of my clients gets my cell phone number. So we service at a much different level. 
Right. Well, that's great. Obviously, yeah, you could just say something's available to your employees, but if they don't understand what their benefits are, how they work, how they sign up, which level they should choose of what, or, you know, how, how it works, what they're being offered. It's not much use to them if they're not using it at all. So. Yeah. It's all about education and saving people money, educating them, and then making sure they're taken care of. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. I appreciate the time. Thank you. Okay. And see everybody else on the other side. Talk to you later. You're listening to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf.